Welcome to Our Food Journey, a podcast by Hormel Foods. In this episode, we're going to try something different. We're going to take you on a journey, a quest. We want to explore a single question that we've been curious about. What is it about Spam in Hawaii? Now, Spam products are big all over the world. The product was rolled out in 1937. Over 8 billion cans have been sold in 44 countries. Every three seconds, cans of Spam are eaten around the world. So in the time I've been talking, about 20 cans of Spam have been opened somewhere. But Hawaii and the Pacific Islands are special. If you've ever traveled to the islands, you've probably noticed that Spam is everywhere. It's at gas stations, fast food joints, high-end restaurants. It's not only a beloved product, but one that's been woven into the culture in a unique way. As far as meat protein goes, Spam has no equal on the island. So we decided to send our staff member Claire Strimple to dig in, and she's with me here today. Hello, Claire. Hi, Ethan. So first, I want to uh, deeply apologize for what a difficult assignment we sent you on. (laughs) It must have been tough to fly to Hawaii for this. Did you know about Spam in Hawaii before this trip? Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we went on a family trip to Hawaii. So I've been a fan of gas station Spam sushi since a tender young age. So tell me about this trip. Well, if you want to get to the heart of what Spam means to Hawaiians, a good time to go visit the islands is in April. You've got to go to Oahu because that's where the annual Spam Festival takes place. It's called Spam Jam. Okay, Spam Jam. For those of us who haven't gone, uh, tell us more about that. Let me let Laura K. Rand tell you. She's a vice president at the Hawaii Food Bank. I met her downtown on my first day in Waikiki. Spam Jam is a massive Waikiki block party. 40,000 of your closest friends converge on Waikiki, and uh, not only are they able to enjoy delicious food, but they are also becoming aware of people who don't have that opportunity and who depend on Hawaii Food Bank and our network of charitable agencies to be able to get the food that they need. So Spam Jam sounds like an excellent promotional thing. How did Hormel Foods come up with this idea? They didn't. One of the remarkable things about Spam Jam is that it isn't a market promotion. Hawaiians just really love Spam. A lot of people I talked to think it was invented there. We'll hear more from Laura later, but first let's check out Spam Jam. Let me set the scene. The air is warm and humid, and the streets are lined with tents selling every imaginable Spam preparation. That's where I meet Barbara Campbell, who dreamed the whole thing up. I am Barbara Campbell, Vice President with Outrigger Hotels and Resorts, and I am the co-creator of the Waikiki Spam Jam Festival. How did this come about? So 16 years ago, we were cooking up Spam and eggs, which is like a regular breakfast for those of us in Hawaii, and we were cooking it up for our housekeepers for housekeeping week. And we thought, oh my gosh, wouldn't this make a fun like event or festival celebrating Hawaii's love of Spam. And so that's, it was born that year. When I met her, Barbara was wearing a lei and Spam earrings. She was really excited because so many people came out to the event, not just tourists, but tons of locals. You know, it's just, I literally, here we call it chicken skin, like goosebumps. And I, after 16 years to look out over a crowd of roughly 30,000 people, to see all these booths and and everybody's got a smile in their face. They just love 
the whimsical, kind of quirky aspects of Spam Jam. And just seeing everybody, families, both you know, local residents and visitors, all hanging out together, enjoying music and all the food, just having a great time. So Hormel didn't dream this up, but now they're a big sponsor. It's for a good cause too. A really important part of the event is giving back to the community. And since this event started, we've given over like $250,000 to the Hawaii Food Bank, which is helping to feed Hawaii's hungry. And we've donated like over 35,000 pounds of food to them. So that really is the icing on the cake, just to, to be able to give back to the community while having such a great time. But Spam Jam isn't why Spam is popular in Hawaii. To understand that story, you need a little Spam history lesson. And who better to talk to than Brian Lillis, who is the brand manager for Spam? Really goes back to the, the late 30s when uh, the president of the company, of the Hormel Foods Company at the time, was really looking for a way to provide an affordable protein that could be preserved and used in a number of different areas. And so came up with this canned luncheon meat product. Um, the term spam was coined at a party uh, uh, back in 1936, um, right around the holidays. The gentleman that came up with the name won $100, I believe, uh, for, for coining the phrase and coming up with it. Wait, so that's a true story? Yep, that's a true story. The winner was an actor named Kenneth Dagno. He won 100 bucks for coming up with the name. Big money for the 30s. The name stuck. And then from there, once, uh, once the wars continued or started and continued, then it became a, a protein that could help support the troops all around the world. And so there are uh, countless documents uh, talking about sending it over to the Asia-Pacific Asia regions, even to the England, um, Europe regions as well. Hawaii is a great example that as a, as a large number of those uh, GIs were coming back from the Asia theater, Asia-Pacific theater, um, coming through Hawaii, making stops there and, and interacting with the locals that were there and having this product available. Okay, so Spam was popular during the war when it was being imported by the military. But how did it grow to be a staple food for Hawaiian cuisine? I think you said 40,000 people come out to this event? Well, that brings us to another character I met at Spam Jam. Scott Gamble is the distributor for Spam in Hawaii. So when you start an audio interview, you usually ask the person what they had for breakfast to check your levels and make sure you're recording. This is how the interview with Scott started. Oh, I had spam, eggs, and rice. Stop. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. So Scott Gamble inherited the company from his father, who inherited it from his father. His name was uh, Lester Gamble, and uh, he was in the Navy, and that brought him out to Hawaii. And he met my grandmother, who was born and raised here, and he decided to stay. And uh, he started the business in 1950. Hormel was our first um, partner, first customer, and uh, he actually flew in 1950 to L.A. and then caught a train to Minnesota to uh, knock on the door at Hormel and ask if he could be the broker for Hawaii, and they didn't have anybody else, so they said yes, and, and it's been an amazing partnership since then. Yeah. Well played, Lester. So interesting, this one family is kind of behind this cultural phenomenon. 
Yeah, they saw the positive impact spam was having on the community, and they wanted to keep a good thing going. You you see it every day of generations passing it on to the next generation. And it's a a comfort food here in Hawaii, but it's something that I think people from Hawaii take ownership of. They feel like Spam's their brand, and they're proud of it. So Hawaii people generally like to share, and and they share that love um, wherever they go. Sharing is part of island culture. It's not always easy to live on a tiny speck of rock thousands of miles from the mainland. So people look out for each other. Remember how Spam Jam is for a good cause? And the beneficiary of that cause is Hawaii Food Bank? Let's take it back to Laura. Spam is as popular and as critical to Hawaii cuisine as bacon. And you can go into any restaurant and uh, any place else you would order bacon and eggs. And in Hawaii, you order Spam and eggs. You can get Spam and eggs everywhere. It is very much a deep part of Hawaii culture, but not only for breakfast. In Hawaii, items like Spam, it is a staple. In in other states that I've lived, it has not necessarily been a important staple and an important ingredient of a diet. But in Hawaii, Spam is the number one. And we have every single imaginable kind. And sometimes on the grocery shelf, it will be from top to bottom, like six different shelves of different kinds of Spam. And everybody has their favorite. We love that we're able to provide that variety. And we're able to provide it because of the generosity of the community, because of amazing um, events like Spam Jam, where Spam, Hawaii's number one meat, um, is was also mixed with all of these community donations that people brought in. So we walked away from that event, not only with three pallets of Spam, but also with hundreds of pounds of food that we are then able to distribute to Hawaii's hungry. I think that food really is the big equalizer. No matter where you live, no matter what culture you come from, no matter what your neighborhood looks like, there is a way that communities, families, friends, we all come together over food. It is how we celebrate. It is how we build relationship. It is how we meet people. You know, you meet someone, you're like, oh, let's get together for coffee. Let's get together for dinner. And even in times that are trying and struggling, relationships are growing and friendships are growing. And some of the bonds that people make in the toughest times, we all know, become the bonds that last into adulthood, into years to come. And they've happened because people reached out during times that they were struggling. And then when they're no longer struggling, they're able to reach out to the next person who is struggling. And you get stronger together. So what I realized was how important Spam was for everyone on the island, all socioeconomic groups. Brian Hershenberg is a pastor who works with Laura and the Hawaii Food Bank to distribute canned food. He's experienced firsthand the power of serving cultural comfort foods, like Spam. I met Hershenberg at the Hawaii Food Bank warehouse, where he was picking up cans to distribute in one of the poorer neighborhoods of Hawaii. You walk into the Hawaii Food Bank store, and you know there are there are crates and and uh, uh, pallets of different types of food, and you're walking in left and right, and you're always thinking to yourselves, now what do my people want and need? How how can I best help their nutrition? There's a balance between nutrition and what people like to eat, what they love to eat, and you walk in there and you try to strike that balance when you're putting together bags 
and boxes of food, not only for adults, seniors, but their children as well. So you, you kind of balance it out when you're walking into the place. Well, Spam's nice because you get something they love to eat and something they need to eat. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to see now how much Spam I can get today. <laughs> so when you're experiencing hunger or receiving aid, you should still be able to enjoy the foods you love. Food fuels the body, but it's also a signifier of home and community. So I'm from Texas. And but once we got here and realized, oh, my gosh, spam is integrated into everything the, it's it's so ingrained in the uh, the culture here in Hawaii and their taste buds, you know, they want more of it. So all you have to do is open a menu in any restaurant and see all the spam offerings, <laughs> everything from spam linguine to spam, uh, spam and breakfast items. And and they get very creative with it. This is what I love. And uh, no, it's just a, a really important cornerstone part of the Hawaiian diet. And uh, uh, the uh, Pacific Asian diet is the same way they've grabbed onto that. And so Spam equals Hawaii these days. So our volunteers put the, uh, the food in boxes and bags and we distribute them to the people. And we're on the front line of things. So we get to see the smiles and, and the tears of joy. And, you know, when it comes to canned meats i'm sure you've heard this before but it's they're like gold here in hawaii it's it's absolute gold for them because you know at the bare minimum the the protein in the canned meats keeps these people going it's it's many times it's their lifeblood and and it stores well of course so um whether they're uh in uh in a houseless community on the beach somewhere with tents or in low-income housing they can rely on those canned meats to get their energy and, and keep going, uh, sustain themselves. So, uh, you know, spam is a big part of what we do, and uh, being able to distribute those canned meats along with all of our other foods is a real blessing to the people that we serve. I read somewhere that uh, when you factor in cost of rents here in Hawaii, we become the sixth highest poverty state in the United States. People don't realize that. People from the mainland see Hawaii as a playground for the rich and all that until they come here and really get down into the communities they don't see because of those high rents and because of a lot of fixed incomes there's nothing left to buy groceries so the Hawaii Food Bank meets that needs and any of their partners like Hormel and all the other providers of the food if they only knew on the front line what all these food needs mean to these people what, what kind of food do people crave the most when you arrive? Are there requests? Oh, you must, you must be at our, some of our events. The request is spam. How much more spam can you bring us? <laughs> I keep on telling them, I, is, if, if it's there at the Hawaii Food Bank, we're going to grab it for you. <laughs> they're, they're so thankful. They, we pull out those cans of spam. It made their day. They're excited. Food becomes part of a culture, and that means more than just filling people up. It's about how a community identifies itself, how it expresses social cohesion, how people use spam in Hawaii is all about how they manifest themselves as good neighbors and as people. And Hawaii, I have to say, has also pioneered the most delicious ways to use spam. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Our Food Journey, a podcast by Hormel Foods. For more information about Hormel and its engagement with its partners and customers, you can visit hormelfoods.com. Until next time.